the Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. saw a widow over yonder in Zarephath. Watch this now. This is the tricky part. And he saw a prophet who had said what he told him to say and he got caught up in it but the Lord said not a problem because nowhere in the mind of Elijah could he have ever come up with there's going to be a widow over in Zarephath that's going to take care of me. He couldn't have known that. But the Lord had that woman. Watch. Hey, 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 hey. The woman had a need. And the prophet had a need. And the best way for the woman's need to be met was for the prophet to have a need. And the best way for the prophet's need to be met was for the woman to have a need. So two needs came together and God is the need meter. Come on, give God some praise. God is the need meter. So the woman only had just some bread, just a little meal, and was getting ready to prepare that. Now watch this. God is an on-time God. Can you say that back to me? God is an on-time God because if the woman, listen, if Elijah had, I'm not, hey, I need to move on now. If Elijah had not gone when God told him to go and the woman would have eaten the meal, then when he finally would have gotten there, both of them would have been dead. God has a unique way. We call it networking. The Holy Ghost, in my mind, calls it the intersection. You have to intersect with people. You got to be where you're supposed to be. Doing what you're supposed to be. When you're supposed to be. And what God does, he looked down out of eternity. He fixed it before the world got started. And so both of them were in the right place at the right time. Right place, right time. And he gave her. And, and listen what the Lord said. You go to Zarephath because I have what? I have commanded a widow over there to feed you. She didn't even know the prophet's name and he didn't know her name. But they ended up and both of them had a need. But my God shall supply all of your need through some person. Now that ought to stop us from being so mean and ugly to folk. Because a lot of time being mean and ugly, you just turn the blessing away. There's some folk may not have a whole lot of money, but there's some folk got a whole lot of contact. I ain't say tic-tac, I say contact. All right, verse 14. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meals shall not be used up, neither shall the cruise of oil fail. 
until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat for many days. And the barrel of meal was not used up, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord which he spoke by Elijah. See, the word is a seed. And no doubt this woman's heart was good ground. And the prophet's heart was good ground because the word came out of it. And both of their needs were met. Amen. Somebody give God some praise in here. Both of their needs were met. Genesis chapter 26. In time of need, plant a seed. Everything we do is a seed. In this instance, we're talking specifically about money being a seed. And we have to change our mind and get our thought pattern lined up with the Lord so we can better understand what God is actually saying to us. So you in Genesis chapter 26? Look at verse 12. Then Isaac sold. Who sold? Then Isaac sold in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. I thought this was unique. Now, Isaac sold in that land. And received, you got that? In the same year, 100 times what he planted. Now, it, now, now watch this. As though that were not enough, it says in the same verse of scripture, and the Lord blessed him. My goodness. Not only did he get a hundredfold return, and the Lord blessed him. See, there are a lot of blessings beyond money. This is just one little fragment of our lives, everybody. This is not our whole life. But if we get this part straight, and then when the Lord, you know, start talking about another part, get that part straight, and then get the other part, he start talking about straight, we take it in bits and pieces. But some folk get so highly offended just by the mere fact that God is talking about money until they are in no position to receive ever in the area of money, so they stay poor and broke. Because the devil got them thinking they being picked on. You know, like I know what's in your checkbook. Like I've seen how you pay or don't pay your, your bills. I don't have anything to do with that. Don't shoot the messenger. Isaac sold. Now, now you have to underline the word that. See, because what happens a lot of times, people don't sow in that place where the Lord tells them to sow. You're not a member here and God is telling you to sow, sow your seed in Dallas. Now, if your husband named Frank, huh, and he's sowing into Juanita, and your name is Jesse, you're going to have a problem. I watch ID. I know it's a problem. <laughs> that land, in this instance, is where you get fed God's word. You don't sow money all over the place. That's not in God's will. Okay? Now, let me read on. In verse 13. And the men became great. The man became great. And went forward. And grew. Until he became very great. See, when there's nothing between you, you and, and God in reference to money, you can go forth and become a very great person. Because your heart is open, your mind is open, and your hand is open. Listen. 
And the man became great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. See, when you mind your own business and let the Lord prosper you in the way that he want to prosper you, you can have some folk in your, in your family, envious of you. All they want to do is come and beg for your money. And you tell them, no, baby, that's not in my budget. They ain't going to like you. They're not going to like you. All right, verse 15. Now they envied him, right? For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. I thought about the racial dilemma. A lot of people don't stop and block a lot of us from where we should be now. And a lot of times we've given up because it didn't seem like it's going to work out when we prayed and went and knocked on that door and it was not opened by another ethnic group that decided that we were not going to get anything else or what we had was too much and we shouldn't have that. But I'm here to tell you, you sow, God opens doors. He opens doors. Don't half clap. If you're going to do it, do it. I mean, he opens doors that no man can shut and God will shut doors that no man can open. It's all about what we have in our hand, what is in our heart, because money answers all things. Ecclesiastes 10 and 19. You don't have to go there, but money answers all things. In verse 16, And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. Now, go back to verse 14. For he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. Thou preparest a table before me. In the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. And my cup. Notice it's all about me right through here. And my cup runneth over. I can say surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Constantly sowing seed. Constantly sowing seed. Constantly walking in love. Constantly speaking with other tongues. Constantly loving myself. Loving my family. Loving my enemies. Loving my neighbor. Nothing between me and God. Certainly not money. Thank God for the one holy clapper. <laughs> a man's gift will make room for him and bring him before great men. Now, let me see if I can explain that to you. The gift here is money or something of value. That's sown into the life. Some people call it a peace offering. You know your, your mother-in-law don't like you? Buy her some roses. Then she'll lighten up and start speaking well of you. Now it's, it's something, I don't care how mad a person may be, give them a thousand dollars. Huh? Give them a thousand dollars. And watch their whole attitude towards you. It may not happen immediately, but sooner or later, that $1,000 going to wear all that anger down and out of them. Because a man's gift, what you give to people in high places, will open doors for you and your family. I remember one time, this was a long time ago, 
heard Kenneth Copeland, I think it was Kenneth Copeland, he was talking about how the Lord had spoken to him and had told him to give a millionaire that he knew some money. And he began to reason in his mind, why should I give a millionaire money? Man, I already got money. He don't need my money, blah, blah, blah. And he went on down that road. And so he finally relented and gave the man some money, the millionaire some money. And now remember, man's gift will make room for him. That's, that's Bible. You're going to be kind of toward people that give you money. I don't care what you say. I don't care what, listen, ain't no need you screaming at me, I'm telling you. So what happened is that when he gave this millionaire, I think it was maybe $1,000, $2,000, whatever it was, the man started weeping. The millionaire did. And said, nobody has ever just walked up and gave me money because all I have, all these years, I've worked for it. You don't, listen, you ain't smart enough. Just follow the Holy Spirit. If you follow the Holy Spirit, the Lord know where the blessing is. Gotta get some witness up. The Lord know where the blessing is. Don't be backing down out of your mind. I ain't giving them nothing because they riding in a nice car. You don't have a clue. Obey God. Because some people are good ground to sow into. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Plant a seed if you got a need. God will watch over it and multiply it. But the seed has to be sown into good ground. You just can't be going out there throwing seed around. You get a pay raise out there, the Lord's house get a pay raise. That's the way it works. That's the way the system is designed. So get all that stuff out of your head if it happens to be there. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Are you there? Ecclesiastes chapter 11. And I'm going to read the first six verses. Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be Upon the earth. Now, now notice this. Evil is upon the earth. And it's talking out of the White House. Can, am I somewhere in the back? Inflation would never hit my pocket. Huh? Poverty would never hit my pocket. Because I found out. God's house is good ground to sow good seed into and I ain't going to be rationalizing looking at CNN, MSNBC I don't care what they say out there I'm in the kingdom so I'm marching by a whole nother set of orders Amen. In God's kingdom we marching by a whole nother set of orders because the order that's in order that's out of order at the White House is not for me and it's not for folk that look like me. So I have a king that I must that is due my respect, that meets my needs, that I sow into the kingdom. And the king over the financial department, and the king over the healing department, and the king that's over the blessing department, will stand and see my good works. And then will send a blessing that cannot be stopped by nobody. 
See, because if God be for us, hallelujah, somebody, who then can be against us and be successful? Nobody. In the kingdom, we are marching by a higher order. Given it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom. As we operate in the kingdom, as we win souls, as we tell people about Jesus, as people see our prosperity. And that's what God wants. That's why he gives it to us. To prepare that table before us in the presence of our enemies and they can't do nothing about it. They can't do nothing about it. And the Lord allow one of your enemies to touch you is because you are up for a promotion. Amen, somebody. Verse 3. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. These things are most definite. That's what he's talking about. If you know where around and a tree falls. I know we had one that had fallen in the backyard on our property. This was a couple of months ago. And we didn't even know that it had fallen. But let me show you how good God is. The tree had fallen because we're sitting on two acres. So the tree had fallen. I looked out there, and the tree had fallen. <laughs> the guy that does the flower beds was in the front yard. Mary was concerned about the tree because it had fallen. The guy was on the property already doing the flower bed. I asked him, would you cut that tree off and haul it off? The, the need. Right there. He went back there, cut that tree up in less than 30 minutes. Him and the tree was gone. Because it all fell together. You got a need? Yeah, you do. What do you think you need to do about it? Since I'm sweating my suit out and you ain't said nothing, what, what do you think you need to do about it? Huh? You plant a seed. Because in the planting of a seed, that means you believe in the future. And if you believe in the future, then you should live long enough to see that seed germinate and produce for you. Some of you all will live forever. You know why? Because you've done so much for other people. If you died today, they couldn't bury you. They couldn't bury all of you because there's too much of you already sticking out. Everything we do is a seed. That's why some people funeral, you can't hardly get in there. Other folk funeral that have been ugly to everybody, ain't but two people, and both of them are Paul Bearers. 
People normally don't go to wicked people's funerals. Back in the day, in the old church, <laughs> they, used to, <laughs> they used to say, see that sister right there? Yeah. She shout every Sunday. Throw the hymn book all over the place. She working on her funeral. <laughs> you never heard that before? She working on her funeral. Every day we working on our funeral. That's what's going on. People know, even children know who loves them. That's why I can tell with some of these small children how their parents feel about me. You know, I, I haven't said anything up to this point. I just want to let you know, I know you're at the house talking about me because the child ain't coming talking to me no more. I'm a man of wisdom. I didn't figure that out. <laughs> I don't care. I still roll on their little head and kiss them. It ain't their fault that you can poison them. Okay, verse 3. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. He that observeth the wind or the news or the forecast or all this bad news shall not sow. And he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. In other words, in other words, even if you got seed in the ground and you constantly looking at the clouds, and the harvest is going to rot in the field. You know why? Because you're looking at the clouds and you say, well, today is not a good day of harvest. My John Deere probably going to get stuck in the mud, detracting all that. It ain't a good day to harvest. If Listen, seed, time, and harvest. So if you sow good seed into good ground, you're going to get a harvest. But if you observe the clouds, then you won't get the harvest in. Because it's never be a good time to go out there and get it. Yeah. Baby, on your knees, you taller than trees. You need to start committing all these things into the, into the hand of the Lord in your prayer time. And, and watch him make a way for you. Amen. Watch him open doors for you. I don't know if you all remember a, 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 a little guy. Uh, he played in the NF in the NBA. His name was Spud Webb. Now, as short as Spud, Spud, Spud Webb was, he was able to dunk the basketball. Huh? If we only knew the power of the potential that we have inside of us, we would not still be where we are. My teachers used to say to me, Fred, son, you're not doing your best. And I'd be, I'd be, I'd be saying to myself, what is, <laughs> what is my best? What, what should I be doing? They never took the time to tell me. Even my sister, before she went to be to sleep, went to sleep in Jesus, would say, Fred, you're not, you're not doing your best. Because there's a, something in every one of us that's called potential. When you take the word potential and you break it down, it's the word potent. And the word potent has to do with power. 
And a lot of times, our lives are put on hold because the people we constantly deal with are little people. And little people can wreck big ideas. Little-minded people can throw your whole vision off track if you happen to have one. So when we talk about in time of need, plant a seed. If I observe the clouds, I, I won't reap. And those of you that are striving to get someplace in the Lord and someplace in this world, you have to go to work. You have to go to work and you want to be the best employee that that company has. Because of the potential. And I'm confident I can say this. I don't think any of us in here, maybe with the exception of one or two, are living up to our potential. Because we're limited by what we see around us if we're not walking by faith. So when I look at money, I see money as an opportunity and as a seed. All right, let me move on. So in verse 4 again, He that observed the wind shall not sow, and he that regarded the clouds shall not reap. So ain't nothing to get. As thou knowest not what is the, the way of the wind, nor how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all in the morning, in the first service, so thy seed. And in the evening, you do come to night church, don't you? Withhold not thine hand. For thou knowest not which shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. God says, sow your seed. Now one last thing. And I know this has to do with Cyrus, but I got a little revelation on it. You know that Jesus is a seed. The seed of the woman. That God sent to get him a family. And he grew in stature and in favor and in wisdom with both God and man, right? And now that same Jesus is where? Seated at God's right hand. So I cogitated and I thought about not only the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and his blood that was shed to redeem us. And God didn't lie to us. He said, I give you eternal life. But listen to this. How do we get the things that are out there that got our name on it and we don't even know it's out there? That's a good question. The state of Louisiana has so much money, billions of dollars, that's unclaimed. Unclaimed. A lot of times people just say, I'm just a Christian. I just go to church every now and then. And you know, and, and me and my husband, Joe, us four, and no more. We just trying to do the best we can. We just trying to make it. God said, that ain't what I got for you. I got some specific instructions. That if you follow them in faith, I'll grant you what you need in grace. Isaiah 45. In verse 3. Now, I cogitated on this earlier this morning. 
And the Holy Ghost told me that we could use this. I know some of y'all chopping at the bit to see what it are. Oh, bless you, daughter. Really? Okay. Y'all slowing the message down. Okay, I get it. All right, watch this. Thank you very much. This has to do with Cyrus, who was a Gentile. Okay, that's the context. But look at verse 3. I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I the Lord who called thee by thy name am the God of Israel God said I know where all your stuff is and I'm committed to give you the hidden treasures of darkness isn't that something? But I'm going to let a dollar between me and God hold up my blessings. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The hidden treasures of darkness, the hidden riches of secret places, so that you may know that I, the Lord, who called thee by thy name, am the God of Israel. And Jesus said, I know my sheep. And I know their name. So why do you think we're having this conversation this morning? Because there are a lot of blessings that are, are stored up for a whole lot of us in this room. And we don't understand how to get it. Matter of fact, we don't even know it's there. We know it's there now. So then how do we access it? You remember when Daniel prayed in Daniel chapter 10? And there was a war going on in heaven. And the word of the Lord says the first day you open your mouth. To pray, God says, I heard it. Now, we're dealing with God, everybody. Even the words we don't say, he hears them in our heart. He hears them. And what he hears, he basically will respond to. You remember Hannah? Hannah in the temple? Her words were not heard. Her mouth just moved. But in her heart is where she was talking to God. So I guarantee you that God has no wasted motion, which means then that all of us that are here today are standing in need of some blessings that we really desperately need for ourselves and our families in days like these. And it's in our giving and it's in our understanding. See, understanding is what brings light. is what brings wisdom. If I can understand that what's in my hand and I give what belongs to God and me. It's not the money. It's the principle. God deals with the principle. If I'm stingy, he's talking to me. If I'm struggling in my ignorance trying to get something done. And I really don't know what I'm doing. Then I'm not going to be beneficial because I have no instruction. But if I know what I'm doing and I'm instructed to do it in the area of planting a seed in time of need. And getting the hidden riches. And the treasures of darkness. Then I'm not going to let anything stand between me and God. And so if me and my house goes up. And you and your house goes down. It's because you and your house is disobedient. 
And me and my house is obedient. I'm going to close on this. The Bible says that there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David. And the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. But the house of David grew stronger and stronger. So which house you want to be representative of? I can't hear you. Which house? Which house? Isn't Jesus the son of David? Isn't he Lord and Master? Everything we got, for the most part, God gave it to us. So if he gave it to us, what do you think he gave it to us for? To worship him with it. Can't you hear some of the ignorant saints saying, money cometh to me. Ain't, ain't, nothing, ain't nothing coming because you ain't sold nothing. You got to sow to reap. So I already know that there are those of you in here today that have a financial need. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm going to do something that the Lord told me to do and it just came to my mind right now. I know there are those of us in here today that's going to bless God with tithes and offerings. I got that. But I need to, I need to, the Holy Ghost needs to destroy a religious stronghold. All those of you in here that need a financial blessing, I want you to, come on musicians, I want you to get a seed. I want you to get it right now. I want you to get it into your hand. This is what you call practical understanding. Those of you that have a financial need, I want you to get a seed. And don't take it away from what you were going to give anyway. This is, this is another place where people start falling down. So if you say, I'm going to give $10 in an offering... And I'm going to pull that out of my envelope and I'm going to put that up here. No, you're cheating yourself. At some point, you have to expand not only your vision, but expand your faith. Every one of you in here today that have a financial need and you need a breakthrough and you need it like yesterday. I want you to get a seat now in the your question hand. is... Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus?
Jesus returns. I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible... You pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.